Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're tuned into an all-new edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. He's coming up as our two guests, David Johnson, for a recruit check because Ole Miss recruiting, man, it's rolling. And Luke Altmyer, four-star Ole Miss quarterback commitment. He's here too. There's no game to be played for Ole Miss on Saturday. Texas A&M has been canceled or at least postponed until a later date. So yeah, what do we talk about? Recruiting, because that's what matters. I do have to vent a little bit, too, about some stuff I've seen online that has frustrated me. But you know how I am. Sometimes I can be in a mood, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. But also, I want to tell you about my bookie. It's the most wonderful time of year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. And we all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is my bookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports, and more. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. This winner bet the best. Bet with MyBookie. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's up. Four games in eight weeks. Four. That has been the reality for Ole Miss football because of canceled games and postponements. Four games in eight weeks. Texas A&M, Ole Miss is not playing them this weekend, as was originally scheduled because the game got pushed back. Why did it get pushed back? Because Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M didn't want to play the game when it was originally scheduled. And now that Ole Miss has had its own team-wide outbreak after winning the Egg Bowl, the game... It's not going to be played on Saturday. That is official. Maybe Ole Miss's last regular season game will be the 19th against LSU. Maybe they're done for the regular season. Maybe up next is the bowl game. We don't know. The only thing that is for sure, four games in eight weeks in the weirdest season we're ever going to experience. Bradley Sowell coming up in just a second. Former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Two guests today on Talk of Champions. David Johnson for a recruit check and Luke Altmyer. Four-star quarterback commit flipped from Florida State to Ole Miss. He's going to come up on the Modern Woman phone line. But Brad, how you doing, man? I expected to talk football with you today. That was the expectation. And yet here we are with no game. Yeah, what an odd season, man. I mean, if you look up, I mean, I feel like we're, we're playing a game every every once a month or something. I mean, it's, it, it's an odd feeling, but um, 
hey, at least we won that egg bowl, and hey, it gets to it gets to keep simmer in there for a couple of weeks for us. Here's the deal: if you've got 53 players, the SEC requires you to play 53 available players. If you have under 50, you can play, but it's your call. Mississippi State played the Egg Bowl with 49 players. But before anybody throws shade at Ole Miss for its current COVID outbreak, remember this. Ole Miss stayed healthy and followed protocol and had no postponements or cancellations on its part all year. Nothing because of them was canceled or postponed, but they still got jerked around by the SEC because Texas A&M didn't want to play potentially without Kellen Mond. That's really why they moved the game. Otherwise, Ole Miss and Texas A&M, they play three weeks ago. Of course, Texas A&M wants to get the game in now. Of course they do. Why? Because they believe if they get to 9-1, and one, they make the playoff. Two SEC teams make the playoff. The SEC wants this game to happen. Texas A&M actually pitched to Ole Miss. If you can't play Saturday, let's play Monday. But remember, again, Ole Miss did its part and still got jerked around by the SEC. It stayed healthy. It had no game or games in which it didn't have players available because of COVID. The Egg Bowl happened. All those kids were kissing the Egg Bowl. They're passing around cigars. Maybe that's where this outbreak happened. But that's purely speculative. What we do know is Ole Miss did its part. It's not its fault that here we are in early December, and a game is finally having to be moved or postponed or canceled because of Ole Miss. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the shit being talked from other corners of the internet about Ole Miss. It did its part. So forgive me if I have no sympathy. Texas A&M, you should have nutted up and played when you could have played. Four games in eight weeks. Here's what the pandemic has done to a lot of people. It has made us too online. Whether it be in sports or politics, whatever, Formerly rational people, otherwise rational people, have been radicalized. So someone who might cover a rival school that I have a lot of respect for, that I like personally, comes out and has now decided that they're going to do the same trolling nonsense that the fringe crazy of their beat and their fan base do pretty much daily. Just stop it. Ole Miss did its part. Texas A&M, it is not happening on Saturday. The COVID-19 protocols call for Ole Miss to continue to suspend football activities at least until Friday. So here we are. The early signing period starts next Wednesday. I have kind of checked out (laughs) season-wise. Because usually (laughs) this is when you check out season-wise. Yeah, I think you nailed it, man. I mean, we were available um, all the way through December 5th. I mean, pretty much. I mean, we, we would have played every one of our games this year had had our, our schedule not got flipped around. I mean, it, it was only a matter of time before it happened to our program. So, I mean, we did what we had to do. So I'm with you. I, I would not um, – I would definitely would not play NM on a short, short week just to satisfy the SEC's needs and get that game in so you can potentially have two teams in the playoff. Not worth it um, at, at all for Ole Miss. So I, I said we try to get healthy, and if we can get this LSU game in – That'd be great. Let's go ahead and smack LSU, and then we'll go to five and four, and we'll go to a bowl game somewhere. Put yourself in the shoes of players right now. You're a former player. After everything you've gone through being jerked around this, that, and the other, what is your headspace right now? Yeah, I mean, it's. I I would say it's different for both um, college and NFL. So for college, I mean, it'd be really hard to stay in at this late in the season, missing all these games and stuff. But at the same time, 
Um, you just got to understand what it is, what it is uh, for the NFL. I mean, I, I would be extremely upset to miss a game because they have a, a stipulation where if they miss, they don't get paid for that week. So um, that, that would be pretty disheartening. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's gotta be tough for these guys not knowing when you're going to play. So it's really a year of, um, you know, you got, you got to have some mental toughness throughout this year and, and kudos to, to most teams and Ole Miss and in general for sticking with it and, um, no opt-outs, nothing like that. Guys just want to play and turn the program around. So hopefully next year it's it's better and these um, these guys can play and, and have a normal season. But Ole Miss recruiting has momentum. Luke Altmyer, four-star quarterback commitment now to Ole Miss. We told you it was coming on this podcast for quite some time. He's coming up here shortly, as is David Johnson. Works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate 247 Sports. If you haven't already, subscribe, review Talk of Champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Is it so bad that this game isn't being played? No, there's no way they could have prepared correctly for this game. Not to mention, I mean, they were already off, having all that time off and coming in in three days. Zero chance we would have had time to prepare for that game correct, the, the right way, especially playing a, an opponent like Texas A&M. So um, I, I definitely would not play this game on short notice. And it's, um, you know, it is what it is. We were available to play when the game was supposed to be played on the schedule. So um, it, this is not on Ole Miss. This is, this is on A&M, in my opinion. And is it so bad that the game is not being played? Ole Miss has all this recruiting momentum. Like, for example, Malik McClain. He's a four-star wide receiver. He decommitted from Florida State on Monday night. Now, I'm not saying that Ole Miss is going to land him, but Ole Miss is in it deep. Is now, because of the early signing period coming up next Wednesday, without this game, you can focus all of your attention. Football activity, suspend it until at least Friday. You can focus all your attention on finishing this off. Yeah, I'll give you this thought. I mean, I think that we could be potentially in best case scenario. Think about this. So Ole Miss has won three games in a row. Their last game, they beat Mississippi State. And this is an important period. So I would say this this off time could have helped the coaches really, you know, go after some of these guys and spend a little extra time in recruiting. You get a lot of momentum going. Boom, you start landing guys left and right, which it looks like we've started really picking it up. I think we're going to finish with a really quality class. And then all of a sudden you prepare and you go out and beat LSU and I think the momentum just keeps rolling to the bowl game. It's a, I think it's a, it's a perfect storm for Ole Miss. I think the coaches have had more time to really go after some guys and and really try to put the full full court press on, so to speak, down down the stretch here. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's best case scenario for us, man. I mean, coming off of three wins and especially the Egg Bowl in there, I mean, things are really starting to turn in recruiting here. You've won three games in a row. Your product is on fire. You've got all of this excitement around your program. Yeah, this kind of keeps the train rolling down the tracks, so to speak. A&M is, they're not overly impressive. If we're both at full strength, this is a very competitive game. Um, If they thought it was such a layup, they would have played us without their quarterback a couple weeks ago. So it is, um, yeah, it would have been more than a competitive game. And and, and you're right. I mean, um, you get on national TV, get a little extra exposure. Um, I think it would have been a competitive game. It could have definitely helped. But I I don't think it's going to hurt us at all. Some crystal balls have actually come in for Malik McLean to Ole Miss, one from Florida State beat writer for 247 Sports. So, look, there's momentum there. I'm just tired of constantly looking online and seeing people talk all kinds of stuff that they have absolutely no knowledge over. And, and it's so remarkable to me that some, not all, but some that cover or are fans of Mississippi State are trying to find all of these silver linings for a loss. Almost didn't play well and still won that game and won it pretty safely. Yeah, the end of the game was kind of funky. But they never trailed. Never before have you seen a loss like this be excused away in every single imaginable way. 
Only 49 players. Lane Kiffin, he's overrated, but man, look at the fight of our team. It's all contradictory, and it's all nonsense. Why does anybody on the Mississippi State side care about this? Why does this matter to you? If you cover Mississippi State, why are you talking about this? Because it's absurd. It's December 7th. Ole Miss got through three months clean. This is on the SEC. This is on Texas A&M. If Texas A&M really wanted to play Ole Miss, they had the opportunity. They chose not to. Because I guess they believed that they didn't have a great chance or they had a very realistic chance of losing without Kellen Mond. The one thing that Ole Miss wants, that every program wants, is the television money. So if they can get the game played, they will, whenever that might be, because they want the television money. But if it doesn't get played, it's not Ole Miss's fault. And I don't want to hear anybody try to play that card. About to jump to David Johnson. Before we do, what do you make of Ole Miss recruiting right now? Um, it's got a lot of momentum. I mean, I've been I've been really trying to follow it this year a little closer. Um, the Buck Halter kid, man, he he looks. Watch this film. He looks scarily similar to to AJ Brown. I mean, the way they move. He's one of those kids. I hope he turns out to be a wide receiver. But if it didn't work out at wide receiver, he can easily be a plug in at safety. Everything that's about to come down on LSU potentially, which likely is nothing, but could be something. Why would you want to go down to LSU when when you know your 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 coach is only going to be there maybe another year or two and could be potentially fired quicker than that. So I don't I don't I wouldn't get why a kid would want to go down there unless he has some ties there. But yeah, for the most part, hopefully we get the pound the pounders kid looks uh, you know, he looks solid. Um it'd be nice to pick him up. But we're getting a lot of momentum and um, you know, this this is on a on a really weird year. I, I can't wait to see whenever Lane Kiffin can actually get kids on campus and um you know, really sell the program, you know, show kids what really sells the program. That's stepping on the Ole Miss campus. So uh, if it's this good this year, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to be like next year. I'm in one of those moods. That's another thing. The LSU stuff. Where's Pat Forty? Where's Dan Walken? Why are they not all over this story? LSU has investigations ongoing in not only football, but basketball. The facts are already laid out there that you could be diving into right now, just like you did in-depth with Ole Miss, but you want to avoid it because LSU, it's a blue blood. That's the only thing that makes sense. Ole Miss, you just decided through your own bias and your own ignorance, it can't be in this place. It can't be in this place. It's Ole Miss. It belongs at a certain level. LSU, I'm going to be skeptical of the facts. So Ole Miss was guilty until proven innocent, but LSU, you're going to touch them with kid gloves? They're innocent until proven guilty? Where are these people, these feckless hacks? The same hacks that went after Ole Miss. Like, for example, the early signing period is coming up next Wednesday. Do you think Pat Forty is going to roll out a scathing column about LSU a day before National Signing Day or the week of National Signing Day, like he did of Ole Miss before that 2016 class? Obviously, and he said this on his podcast, obviously was trying to impact Ole Miss's signing class. Where is Dan Wilkins? Pat Forty and Dan Wolken tried to treat themselves like they're these standard bearers of journalism throughout Ole Miss's NCAA investigative case. And then here we are with a massive scandal that no one is talking about. No one. I'm in one of those moods, Brad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Understandable. I mean, Ole Miss is, um, you're right. I mean, there, there should be, um, there should be much more talked about, especially right here around signing period. I mean, I'm sure if Ole Miss was being investigated, it would be smothered everywhere. And we'd have decommits left and right. So, um, yeah, it's still, I'm going to go back to what I said. If you're, if you're in Mississippi and you want to go to LSU, um, obviously you're not doing your homework on, on what's potentially coming up for that program. So, I mean, better open your eyes or it's going to be a long, long career there. 
I promise you I was in a good mood before we sat down to record this podcast. I've been pretty whiny this podcast. Uh, Forgive me. I'm sorry. I I apologize. David Johnson and I have some fun doing a recruit check. Talk to Luke Altmaier. That's a good kid. We had a lot of fun too. But here's something fun. Houston Dale Nutt has now joined Cameo. Are you going to pay $50 for Houston Nutt to do a message for, I don't know, your friend Ben? <laughs> that, that would actually be outstanding. I may look on there later and see if I can um, get him to get him hit you with one of the, it's the best days of your life or something. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's go to David Johnson for a recruit check. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and for the 247 Sports. So does David Johnson. Before we jump to David for a recruit check, let's hear from BNA Bank and Modern Woodman. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Are you tired of working 9 to 5 for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Check that shit out. Wow. You're here... I'm here. Let's do this! Four commitments in four days. Ole Miss football recruiting is on a roll. I didn't want to have to bring David Johnson back so soon. Not because I don't love David, because I don't want to hound him. But Ole Miss recruiting is rolling. So, David, you have to make sense of it. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. And as always, I appreciate you having me on the Talk of Champions, man. Uh, you're never hounding me. Well, I feel like I am because around this time, every single year, you effectively become, as you used to be, the co-host of this podcast because I'm retired from recruiting. Everyone is tired of hearing me say that, but it's true. And Ole Miss, this is the time. This is the time when it's really starting to ramp up. December 16th is the opening of the early signing period. And Ole Miss, it seems like, of all programs across the country, one of the hottest Yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up very well. I mean, there have been four major commitments over the last four days. Beginning Friday, start will quarterback Luke Altmaier. Later on 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 that day, you got Elijah Sabatini, who I think could very well be the most underrated prospect in the state of Mississippi, uh, jumping back on board with Ole Miss after he opened his recruitment back up. The Rebels were able to fend off Georgia for Sabatini. And, of course, flipped Altmaier from uh, Florida State to Ole Miss. So that's what kind of started this uh, snowball rolling, if you will. 
uh, over the course of the last four days. And, uh, you know, Sabatini to me is somebody that is, you know, you watch his film, you're immediately impressed with, he's such a hard hitter. He's a ball hawk. And he's a guy that I think had it not been for the suspension of recruiting activities, such as summertime camps and coming to camps on campuses and things. I think he's a four-star guy in three-star clothing right now, if you will. Uh, reminds me a lot of one Cody Pruitt, um, except I think he's probably got a half step on Cody. A little bit faster, but a very smart player that's going to patrol the secondary very effectively, and he's going to be a, a, a playmaker, Ben. Uh, so just incredibly impressed with uh, with that guy. Uh, also, a JUCO defensive tackle, Isaiah Eiden, uh, that came into the fold on Sunday. And, of course, another defensive lineman on Monday in the form of Demarcus Smith, who is uh, an Alabama kid. And Ole Miss just flat-out beat Mississippi State for Demarcus Smith. I don't care what anybody says. Mississippi State wanted him to be in their class. Ole Miss won that head-to-head battle. And that's not the only good news that Ole Miss could get this week, right? Yeah, that's right. There's more good news coming down the chute. Uh, I think uh, just inside the state of Mississippi, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, you're going to have Brandon Buckhalter, who is a guy who could play wide receiver or safety. And he is a guy who truly doesn't care. He just wants to play football. So when he gets to Ole Miss, if the Rebels decide they're, they're going to put him in this next generation of wide receivers coming up, he's going to be perfectly happy. If they decide, hey, this is a guy that can help us in the defensive secondary right now, he's going to be perfectly happy. You love that kind of attitude out of a kid who doesn't care where on the field he's going to be, and he owns the skill set to do either. You know, the other one to keep an eye on the state of Mississippi now, and I think it's inevitable that he's going to be a part of this class, is by hell yeah, offensive lineman McKylan Pounders. Uh, this is a kid who has been committed for Mississippi State forever and a day, and he decommitted on, on Monday. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think he actually decommitted on Sunday. Uh, I don't think there's any question that Pounders is about to come into this class as well. So for a program, if you want to go back six weeks ago, didn't have a single high school commitment from inside the state of Mississippi. Heck, if you want to go back to Friday morning, they didn't have a single high school commitment in the state of Mississippi. All of a sudden, the floodgates are opening in a good way, and there's good news coming through. What has been the most important thing that has precipitated this? Has there been anything in your mind that has created this momentum in and of itself? Could it be the on-field results? Was that the biggest thing, just seeing it? And then once you get a body of work, that's how it trickles down? How did it work like this? Yeah, I attribute it all to the powder blue jerseys. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's – I'm I'm not a powder blue jersey guy. I thought it was cool the first time, but – I've seen them too much this year. Uh, I'm more of a traditionalist. I'd like to see those red jerseys, the navy jerseys, a little bit more. And how about bringing back some gray pants to close this season out? We haven't seen them all year. How did we but, get uh, here? How did anyway, we get to talking about uniforms? Yeah, I told you I, I, the powder blues were the were the, the catalyst for all the recruiting success oh, okay. uh, in jest. Yeah, yeah. But it, anyway, no, I think it's on the field results. I mean, this is a team that's won its last three games. They're setting four and four. They got a chance to finish six and four. Uh, I think five and five at worst. They're going to a bowl game. And, you know, we've been talking mostly Mississippi kids during this podcast. 
look at what's happening at the at the at the school uh, down south, so to speak. Um, Mississippi State's program is not in the best of shape right now. Uh, they've uh, played hard their last couple of games, but still the results have been losses. Um, they've had a lot of kids leave that program, and uh, that has not necessarily been the case here in Oxford. And uh, I think there's uh, where where there's smoke, there's always a fire behind it. And uh, I think uh, the Ole Miss program has positioned itself to be the better program of the two right now at this point of the year. And uh, this is a very important part of the year right now. So the timing on Lane Kiffin and his staff to uh, kind of move over into that, out of that gray area and into the, to the plus area, if you will, in terms of where the program is, was impeccable. And I think uh, it's going to pay great dividends for this 21 class. Pounders was a player that Mississippi State absolutely didn't want to lose. And it seems like... You obviously haven't read their message board no. since he decommitted. No. Uh, now they don't want him. Oh. They didn't want him. They never did want him. You know, oh. you know how that song and dance goes. I've known Steve a guard, long time. Guard, guard, yeah. a dozen. I yeah. believe I read. I've known Steve a long time. It seems like they're not taking it well. No, 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 no. I'm not saying this about Steve. I mean, but that's the general message on their message board. Well, I was just going to knock Steve, but that's just me. Um, but when you look at Pounders well, himself as a player, getting away from all that, this was a player that not a lot of Ole Miss fans, for the most part, all year was paying attention to, and now that's become a reality or could become a reality pretty soon. What's the evaluation? Yeah, I think he's a guy that's a couple of years down the road from being able to help. I don't have any aspirations that he's going to come in and challenge for a starting job on that offensive line next year. Ole Miss has good depth at the guard positions, and if it stays that way with the tumultuous offseason we're about to go through – I don't. I don't think he's an instant impact guy at all. But very few offensive linemen, not named Greg Little, Nick Broker, or Laramie Tunsil, are or have been. It's going to take a year or two. You got to get stronger. You got to get quicker. Adjust to the speed of the, of how the game's played in the offensive trenches in the SEC. But I think in a couple of years' time, Pounders is going to be a guy that is uh, going to live up to his last name, so to speak. He's going to be pounding some people. Here's the deal about this class. It's going to be interesting to follow the math because there's going to be a number, double-digit transfers from Ole Miss because that's what it's going to be like for everybody across the country, all programs, due to the one-year penalty-free transfer. So looking at that, knowing that, what is the number? I know that there's a cap on how many they can sign every single year. You can backdate some. There's room to make for one-year grad transfers, graduate transfers. What is the number? What is the math that they're working off of? Well, I, you know, this is the odd year that I don't think the math really and truly factors into the equation that much because you've got all the room in the world, really, especially with a lot of seniors coming back for, you know, a, a COVID senior season, if you will. Um, you know, and the NCAA is, is going to allow that and not count on you. So, uh, you know, I, I don't and, – and honestly, I don't think Lane Kiffin and staff are a staff that they're going to reach – they're not going to sign guys just to sign guys. I expect them to pull in under 25, Ben. I really do. Uh, you know, it depends on what the market yields, so to speak, in terms of, uh, you know, which of these big-time players become available and become interested, I think, in terms of what the final number is going to be. But I really don't think math is uh, very important this year. I, I, don't think they, I don't think they're going to reach. I don't think they're going to sign a full 25. Let's do some quick hitter where are they leaning kind of thing. I'm just going to name off a player. 
and you tell me real quickly where things stand. Talik Robbins. Yeah, I think Ole Miss has a fighting shot for him. I really and truly do. Uh, you know, whether or not a kid from up on the East Coast is going to come to Ole Miss and play football sight unseen, you know, I think that's a big question with not only him, but probably the next guy you're going to ask me about as well. And uh, But there's a fighting chance. I, I, I wouldn't wave the white flag on him. Tywon Malone. Tywon Malone, another East Coast standout. I knew you'd ask me about him next. I think he's coming to Ole Miss. I really and truly do. I think uh, Mike Bianco and his baseball program gets a huge assist there because he visited the program back earlier this year. And he, of course, is a two-sport star that uh, many people, uh, you know, of course, a lot of people are calling him the big hurt, you know, after Frank Thomas, big guy that could, could definitely play baseball. Uh, you know, Ben, I don't think he's going to play shortstop for the baseball Rebels. No. I think uh, – He's got some DH in his future, maybe some first base. But uh, nevertheless, the most important thing he could do is play defensive tackle here at Ole Miss. And uh, I, I think Ole Miss is sitting in a in a great spot. Probably going to come down to between them and Texas A&M. But I like where Ole Miss is sitting right here today. Now, y'all know it's a silly season. It could change with the drop of a hat. But uh, they're doing well with him right now. To step away from this game real quick, Assuming Tywon Malone ends up at Ole Miss, Jamon Gordon, Isaiah Eiton, Tywon Malone, you have overturned a need area in one cycle. Sure. You know, the, the only caveat to that is they've been playing Juco ball. <clears throat> and as good as Juco ball is, it's not the SEC. And generally speaking, with the Juco kid, there are some games of adjustment that have to take place where they have to really get acclimated to what the SEC is all about. But, I mean, it's the best option you can take at this point outside the transfer market for a proven DT, and that's going to be highly competitive. So uh, you have to go the JUCO route, and you have to hope you can get them ready, and you have to hope they're instant impact people. Now, a kid like Taiwan Malone, I think he's going to help from the get-go. But, again, you never know. You never know. There were a couple of D-tackles coming straight out of high school in last year's recruiting class that – a lot was expected of, and a lot didn't happen this year. It's going to take a, take a little time to get adjusted. We're going to get right back to David Johnson for this recruit check and talk of champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The holiday season is the most wonderful time of the year. But with the holiday season comes changes in the weather, family members coming down with colds, whatever it might be. Of course, you want to make sure that you have a safe and sick-free and fun holiday season, but the only way to do that is to ensure that your pharmacy is one that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally-owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Stay safe and make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy. Much more than just a pharmacy.
I feel better for Ole Miss having two chances at JUCOs, one of those two hitting immediately, rather than just relying on one. Rather than just going the whole, okay, Wayne Dorsey, you got to come in and you got to be an instant impact guy right now. You got two shots at that instead of one, and you got to expect Ole Miss is going to be all up in that defensive tackle transfer market. Yeah, no doubt about that. And you're right. The odds are better when you have multiple JUCO DTs coming in that one of them's going to hit. And then who knows? Maybe you parlay that into both of them hitting. Uh, that's certainly what needs to happen. You know, now that we know Matt Corral's coming back, you feel like that offense is going to be solid, even though I don't think he's going to have Elijah Moore to throw to next year. But uh, I think offensively, Ole Miss will be pretty darn lethal next season. And, and, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier today. If you just get this defense to the middle of the pack in the SEC, they don't have to be world beaters. If they're average in the SEC with this offense, uh, there's really no cap on what you can accomplish. No Elijah Moore. Here's a wide receiver. Back to our game. J.J. Henry. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a kid that could be a part of this next generation of Ole Miss wide receivers. And uh, they're desperately working on building that. And uh, I like Henry. I mean, I think he's a good player. Uh, again, you just cannot roll the dice and, and say, hey, he is going to be an instant impact guy. Because we even saw A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf grow past their true freshman years. There's always a, an, an acclimation period there. And, and J.J. is probably going to have to go into one, but he fits that slot role perfectly. I mean, you know, you look at him, he's 5'10", he's 165 pounds, you know, not much to, uh, to, to weigh in, so to speak but he's got great speed, great speed. By all reports, he's got great hands, but still, you know, what he's doing in the high school ranks is not what he's going to be asked to do once he gets to his college. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a period of acclimation. I think he's down to Ole Miss and Baylor. Baylor's not looking too good right now. So uh, I think Ole Miss is going to get J.J. Henry. Where does Ole Miss stand with John Lewis? Talk about a position to need. Linebacker is always a position to need. Yeah, I think John Lewis may end up uh, sticking to his commitment to Mississippi State. I think uh, I think that's where he's going to end up going to school right now. That's not to say things can't change, but uh, if there's a kid in Mississippi that I feel good about in terms of going to Mississippi State, it would be John Lewis. Four-star cornerback Markevious Brown. Yeah, down at IMG Academy. And listen, we haven't paid a whole lot of attention to him on the Spirit site. He's kind of hard to get a hold of, but uh, I think it's an Ole Miss-Auburn battle right now, uh, and there are people in Florida in our business who think that it's going to be Ole Miss. MJ Daniels. MJ Daniels, that's a good one. Um, you can't talk about MJ without talking about Mississippi State because that's where he's currently committed right now. Uh, but I don't think necessarily he's going to stay in the Bulldogs column, and I'm not necessarily saying he's going to end up in Ole Miss's column because Texas A&M is a factor in his recruitment. Uh, I, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess he's going to, he's going to break up with Mississippi state. And then I'm guessing there's going to be a number of days of suspense back and forth between Ole Miss and Texas A&M between Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher as to where MJ will ultimately end up Uh, Ben, I don't know. I don't know enough 
about what's going to happen to, to confidently say he's going to end up in the Ole Miss column. There are three schools involved, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. See, that's refreshing. You just said what you know and admitted that you don't know everything. Some people will try to stick to I their guns and know. predict things. And yeah, so that's refreshing. Good for you. I don't know a lot more than what I do know. And that goes oh, that's, all that's across all of us. the boundaries of life. That's yeah. all of us. Ty Cooper. Yikes. Um, I think it's an Ole Miss-Mississippi State battle. Um, you're going to hear some scuttlebutt about some out-of-state out of state schools being involved there. But uh, I think it's Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And, and if I had to say which way the needle's le- leaning right now, I'm going to say it's leaning a little bit towards Ole Miss. Ooh. Um, you know, he's, he's the D lineman out of Louisville, Mississippi, not Louisville, Louisville. And um, spelled the same way, but pronounced very differently. And and, and and it's kind of weird. People from Louisville, Kentucky get ticked off when you call it Louisville. And people from Louisville, Mississippi want to kill you if you talk, call it Louisville. So <clears throat> to each his own, we live in Lafayette County. And I don't think anybody gets mad about uh, somebody mispronouncing it Lafayette. Like oh, that. I do. Never I do. Ty Cooper, do you really? Yeah, I can't stand that. Well, well, you don't even live here. You live in New Albany. I used to, though. Aha, uh-huh. I see what you did there. Anyway, Ty Cooper. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a coin toss. I, I do. Both staffs are doing good jobs. They're working him hard, and uh, he's got a difficult decision to make. I always have one recruit that I care the most about in every single cycle for no particular reason. Dion Smith. Yeah, LSU. Dang. I think that's a little bit of a foregone conclusion. He committed early to LSU, and I really don't think it matters what happens down there. I think Deion Smith's going to stay in the LSU fold. Anything can happen, though. Let me let me say that again. Anything can happen. That's why we're all ate up with recruiting for the next week and a half. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Where does Ole Miss end up ranked? And you know, if I had to guess right now, I'm going to say 28, 29. They're going to surge. Um, Steve Wilfong said over the weekend. He thinks there's a possibility, not necessarily a probability, that Ole Miss would break into the top 25. Um, I'm not quite there yet. I do think they're going to be close. Um, You know, if there is a surprise guy hidden away somewhere that we're not aware about, they could easily break into the top 25. Right now, I'm going to say top 30. He's David Johnson. He works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, affiliate of 247 Sports. Does a bang-up job covering Ole Miss football recruiting. If he didn't, I wouldn't have him on. He's the best, at Rebels247 on Twitter. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me on anytime. That was David Johnson. Works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports, at Rebels247 for a recruit check. A lot happening in the world of Ole Miss recruiting. Got Luke Altmeyer, four-star Ole Miss quarterback commitment coming up here shortly on the Modern Woman phone line. But before we get back to Brad, Luke Altmeyer, let me tell you quickly about PropSwap. The newest addition to the Talk of Champions family of advertisers is PropSwap.com. PropSwap.com is an online marketplace where you can buy and sell sports betting tickets. Whether it's a long shot future, a parlay with one game left, or even a straight bet at halftime, PropSwap lets you post your ticket for sale and lock in your money before the event is over. PropSwap is also a great place to purchase tickets from the comfort of your home at better odds than the sports books are offering. 
Go to PropSwap.com today, register for an account, and enter promo code Biloxi. That's Biloxi, B-I-L-O-X-I, for a deposit match up to $100. Ask Clay Travis, Cousin Sal, or Darren Rovell about the value of PropSwap and add it to your repertoire to make yourself a profitable sports better. PropSwap.com. That's PropSwap, P-R-O-P-S-W-A-P.com. Promo code Biloxi. That was David Johnson of the Old Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com, affiliate of 247 Sports for a recruit check here on Talk of Champions. Going to jump to Luke Altmaier. Before we do, what are we going to talk about on Thursday? There's no game. Yeah, I have no clue. We'll figure something out. We may have to do a little mailbag, a little anything you want mailbag or um, or something along those lines because, yeah, we're, we're trying to – we're making shit up at this point. Kind of just rolling with it. I don't want it to be a bitch fest for the next two weeks because Christmas, we're taking the week off, completely taking the week off. I'm going to do some best of stuff. Ronnie Hamilton, Ole Miss men's basketball assistant coach, is coming up on Thursday. Ole Miss basketball starts, finally, after its own COVID dealings, starts this week. Three games in five days, starting on Thursday with Jackson State. You can be tuning into some Ole Miss basketball. Yeah, I'll be watching. I don't follow basketball as much as I follow the other sports, but I do go to the games and I do support them. I'm just not in depth with, with who all we have player wise and all that, but I I do I do pay attention and watch, and I definitely respect Kermit Davis. He's he lives in my neighborhood. He's a, he's a good dude. I really enjoy having him at Ole Miss. Ole Miss basketball, Jackson State. It starts on Thursday. A full preview and some other stuff on Thursday show. Other than that, I don't know what we'll talk about. But it's time to go to Luke Altmaier, four star quarterback commitment. When you heard about Luke Altmaier committing to Ole Miss, your thoughts were what? Well, I, I went and watched him. Whenever I heard we had a chance to get him, I went and watched him. And man, he is impressive. He's very athletic in his movement. I mean, he's quick, got some pretty good. See, he shows up as a pro style quarterback with the Duke and run. And um, I mean, he throws, he throws a really nice deep ball. He's got a lot of touch. Um, I mean, he seems to be very athletic in his, in this movie, got a quick release. I mean, I think that he, um, I think he could be potentially should be rated a little higher. Cause what I, what I like to do is when I saw he was ranked 11th in the nation, I'd like to go watch a couple of the top guys, not a whole lot of difference, man. The kid can play anywhere. That's why he has a ton of offers. He's going to be a baller here. I can't wait. So when you look at Lane Kiffin's offense and you forecast Luke Altmaier in it, how does he fit? He fits well. I mean, he, he, he can do exactly what Matt Corral's doing at 100%. And not to mention he can run maybe a little better than Corral, honestly. So, um, I mean, he looks very similar game-wise. He moves around, kind of kind of throws the ball all over. So um, I, I, could, I could really see him doing well, um, especially if we, if we put some good receivers, which looks like we are, if we get these, if we get Buck Holter and the, and the one kid from IMG. So... Yeah, I mean, he's he could be a great transition, and not to mention he should be starting as a redshirt freshman whenever he gets, um, you know, after he learns from, from Matt from this next year. Yeah, that was going to be my last question before jumping to Luke on the Modern Women phone line. Is this the perfect outcome for Lane Kiffin and staff, Jeff Levy and staff, to go from Matt Corral to Luke Altmaier? Yeah, I, I would say it's only perfect if Matt Corral is here next year, stays healthy, and really does well because you you don't want a situation where you have to throw Luke in next year. Even he may be a great player, but you know, give him a couple mop up games. Best case scenario, he gets a full year under Matt. Gets um, you know looks really good when he comes in. Then that that redshirt freshman year should be all his and you know perfect scenario. He's Bradley Sal. This is Talk of Champions. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. Going now to Luke Altmaier on the Modern Women phone line. Four-star Ole Miss quarterback commit to round it out. Before we do it, let me tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. It's the holiday season, and what better gift for yourself, for your significant other, than a new car? Well, the only place to go this time of year to get that done is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. They're going to take care of you and get you into your next vehicle with a great deal. 
Their inventory is priced to sell. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is Brian and Mason and the rest of the staff aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. They're hardcore Ole Miss fans. They'll probably want to talk some Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss football, upcoming Ole Miss basketball, some baseball. But more importantly, they'll want to make the process as seamless as possible, that you get what you want at a good price. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Celebrate the holiday in style. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. Going now to the Modern Women phone line, this is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now, recent Ole Miss commitment, four-star quarterback, it's Luke Altmeyer. Luke, it's been a busy time for you, man. Decommitted from Florida State, committed to Ole Miss. First off, how you doing? Do you feel like you can finally take it easy for a second? Man, I'm doing really well. I'm so relieved and you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm an Ole Miss rebel. Committed to Florida State for a long time, and then you finally make the flip. Now, there are some rumblings that you could potentially flip to Ole Miss, but why now? Why was now the right time for you? Well, last week, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I mean, it was such a long process to begin with. Uh, you know, in February, I committed to Florida State, and, uh, you know, I felt so strong about the commitment. You know, I always, you know, from, you know, February and, you know, until about um, the end of November, uh, you know, I was so strong on that commitment, and I really saw myself, Know, being in Tallahassee, but you know, as, as the football season went on, and you know, as this COVID pandemic has gone on, really, uh, you know, I kind of, as you know, as the signing day got closer, you know, I kind of started to think, you know, I'm really about to move out of my house and, you know, become, you know, you know, a man and, um, you know, be on my own, and uh, it got really stressful, and uh, you know, there was times where uh, there were some days, you know, it was hard, uh, really stressful, and. You know, um, you know, I decided to be committed. I just think, I didn't think it was the, the best situation for me. You know, with everything that's transpired through 2020 COVID, and, you know, the whole season has been a mess and crazy. Just glad, you know, you know, all the teams are playing some games. But, uh, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with it. My heart wasn't all in it. And, you know, ultimately, you know, my heart was somewhere else. And, you know, that was in Oxford. This whole recruiting process for you guys, I feel for you. I really do. Because as prospects, my gosh, man, y'all are dealt the strangest of hands, a hand that no other recruiting class will ever have to deal with because you didn't get the summer camps or the in-person visits or the in-person recruiting. And for Ole Miss, that was a disadvantage. This is a first-year staff, and they had to get to know you. You had to get to know them. It was a year-long process in that way. So how did the relationship with Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy and staff, how did that develop over time to get to a place where now you're committed? Uh, it was it was really immediate, you know. Once you know they really uh, you know got on you know board to Oxford, and, you know they, they began on their recruiting trail. And I think their first stop was in Starkville, and um, they, I mean they they really you know right right off the bat they made me a priority, and uh, we've been growing such a great relationship, you know, ever since then. And, and you know talking to those guys, you know, it's so fun to pick their brains and just listen to them and what they have to say and 
you know, their plans and their goals. And uh, they're, they're so great. And Coach Levy and Coach Kiffin, so genuine. And, you know, I talked to some of the players at Ole Miss, and they just rave about, you know, how great they are and how authentic and genuine, you know, they are. You wanted to see the offense in action. Everybody knows the <laughs> reputation of Jeff Levy and Lane Kiffin as offensive minds, but to see it in action, how appealing did that make Ole Miss as you continued on in the process? Yeah, it was really, it was really surprising. It was, it was awesome. You know, last year, you know, Matt Corral kind of had one foot out the door, and uh, you know, to see Coach Kiffin and Coach Levy come in and you know really shake things up, change the offense up, and uh, you know, really you know put their playmakers in the best position to you know, make plays and, you know, be great. And it's, it was really, really fun to watch. And, you know, the way they produce and how efficient they are is, you know, um, incredible. I and mean, it speaks for itself and, you know, what they do, um, you know, with their playmakers, like Elijah Moore, putting him in the backfield, you know, as a running back and all types of things. It's really cool to watch. And, um, you know, I'm excited I get to be a part of that. When you look at the offense and your style as a quarterback, first, how would you describe yourself and how you fit in this offense? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, Coach Levy even, and Coach Kevin, they see a lot of mackerel in me. A guy who can make every throw on the field, a guy who can create with his legs, um, you know, when things break down, getting out of the pocket, making a throw. But, um, you know, as, you know, my high school uh, <clears throat> four years has gone, I've really become – uh, such a student of the game and just really uh, drawn to just learning the game uh, from offensive line assignments, protections, so defensive coverages, all that type of thing, uh, all those types of things. And, uh, you know, obviously working my intangibles, my leadership skills, stuff like that. But athletically, you know, I think I'm capable of, you know, whatever they ask me to do, whether, whether that's to, you know, run the ball 10 times a game or throw it 50 times a game. You know, I'm really accurate. Um, you know, my feet, I take, I take good care of those. Um, you know, I work really hard on my craft and I have so much passion about it. And it's such a beautiful thing and it's really grateful. As far as Lane and Jeff and your relationship with them, what were they like as far as recruiting you? What were the conversations like and how did they pitch it to you? What was the recruiting pitch? Man, it was just so fun to talk to these guys. You know, I mean, Coach Levy, I talked to him, you know, more than Coach Kiffin, obviously, but. You know, it was just fun to, you know, just to conversate with those guys. I mean, they're so genuine and so authentic. And it was fun to, you know, pick their brains, obviously. And, you know, they obviously made me a top priority ever since they set their foot in the door, and, you know, in the Manning Center and um, at Ole Miss. And, um, you know, as that relationship's grown, we only got closer and closer. And, uh, you know, I learned more about them. They learned more about me. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to be a part of you know, what they had going on. Now, you're not the first decorated Starkville high school football player to leave Starkville and become an Ole Miss Rebel. Now, when you make your commitment, A.J. Brown, now with the Tennessee Titans, he gives you a shout-out on Twitter. Is it kind of surreal? And are y'all developing a little bit of a pipeline here now? Come on, Luke. I hope so, definitely. I mean, Starkville definitely produces players. And obviously, A.J. was such a great one. And, uh, you know, I throw to him from time to time during the offseason season. Uh, it's really crazy how all things work out. It really is. What did Mississippi State have to do in your recruiting? I mean, were they really involved all that much? Uh, well, Coach Joe Moorhead, you know, he was, you know, I still think Coach, Coach Joe Moorhead, uh, uh, he's, he's one of, you know, my family's good friends, and he, he still recruits me to this day. And uh, he recruited me at Mississippi State really hard. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he got fired, I guess, and went on to Oregon. Coach Leach came in and, 
you know, they, they never really talked to me much. I think they had their guys they wanted. Uh, and they obviously have two committees in their class, and, you know, they didn't really want me, I guess you would say. Uh, you know, growing up at Starkville my whole entire life, uh, you know, part of me kind of wanted to get out of Starkville anyway. Now, looking at Ole Miss right now, a lot of momentum. And Ole Miss, I think, has gotten, as we're recording this on Monday, four commitments in four days. And you have made not too subtle of hints on Twitter that more could be coming. <laughs> what kind of uh, recruiter are you trying to be out there on the trail to other Mississippi guys or other just big-name guys that are considering Ole Miss? And do you feel like Ole Miss is definitely carrying some momentum with those guys? Yeah, sir. It's definitely going to get exciting these last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, like I said on Twitter, you, you guys have to just stay tuned. I don't want to – you know, break the news for those guys, or you know, whatever it may be. It's going to be really exciting. There's a lot of look, a lot of things to look forward to. As far as getting on campus, when do you anticipate getting here? And when you do get here, what are the first things you kind of want to work on so that obviously next year, sit behind Matt Corral and you learn and all that, but then to take over the next year once he's gone, if he does leave. Right. Um, obviously, sign early in December uh, the 16th, and you know, I've been talking to Chris Levy. He says whenever I can, you know, enroll officially. I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I can get down there and get in the meeting rooms and you know go through bowl practice and you know really just learn and grow and develop. You know, um, get stronger in the weight room, get faster, learn the offense, learn the X's and O's, grow relationships with you know whoever comes with me and um, you know the freshmen and you know, um, building relationships with the quarterbacks in that room and you know all the all the people and all the people. Um, you know, dealing with all this football and the whole staff and everybody in the athletic department. It seems like Ole Miss, just as a program, is on the upswing. And this is kind of what everyone was anticipating once Ole Miss hired Lane a year ago, as we're recording this on Monday, a year ago today. Does it feel that way as a guy that's coming into the program, that this is a program that is on an upswing and is ready to, for lack of a better word, take off? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, this year has been absolutely crazy and to see the success you know without even having spring practice spring ball and see what coach Lane Kiffin can do with just one year and such you know a scarce amount of time with these guys it's you know really scary to you know to imagine what a year two a year three or you know you know so on could be and all this football has um been at the top they've beaten Alabama they've you know they've won they've they've won the big games and they've been in the top five and all that kind of thing and uh, they've, they've been in the New Year's Six Bowls, and um, it's not too long. Uh, this team will be competing for uh, championships. If I would have told four-star quarterback Luke Altmyer back, I don't know, a couple years ago, that he was about to become an Ole Miss Rebel and sign, what would that kid have said to me? I would have never believed you. Knowing you really wouldn't. I really wouldn't have. Well, you're about to be, man. Congrats. I know it was a long, arduous process for you. I know it's got to be relieving. Look forward to covering you here at Ole Miss, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll see you on campus. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.